welcome. How are you doing today? Even if your answer is not so well, this is still the right place to be. You're at OTR, Achieving Mental Health for Real, formerly Over the Rainbow. So why should you listen to this podcast? Well, like the title says, to achieve mental health that's real. We talk to people who suffer and battle real mental health issues. It gives you a chance to hear how they cope with their problems and hopefully recover or at least learn to manage and live with them. We also have, on occasion, a mental health expert that may be able to help with some of your issues. So relax and get ready to hear valuable information that can help and inspire you to achieve mental health for real. Now, here is Bob with today's interview. Thank you, Amanda. This is Bob Adelman. I'm back. I apologize for not producing an episode for a while, but I was moving from Charlotte, North Carolina, down to where I'm retiring in Charleston, South Carolina. Today's episode is very interesting. It's about a woman in the Philippines who talks about mental health awareness and care. In the Philippines, it seems that mental awareness and mental illness care is lacking, uh, especially for people under the upper class. But instead of me talking, let's listen to the episode. Enjoy. Hi, Mia. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure, definitely. So my name is Mia Juan. People call me MJ. I am from the Philippines. I'm 34 years old. I have a 15-year-old daughter, married. I used to have um, a weddings and events coordination and planning business. But due to the pandemic, I had to file for bankruptcy and let it go and try to find new work. So right now, I just found new new work and I'm working at a call center here in the Philippines. So I'm trying to move forward from the devastation that this pandemic has caused my business. Before we went on the air, we had talked about your battles with depression. First one was a boyfriend that you had at a young age who abused you. And then you had a boss that also was very abusive. And uh, finally, your reaction to the pandemic, uh, which we'll get into a little bit more. But first, if you can just start with the boyfriend. Yes, so my battle with depression started during my teen years. I that was around 19 years old, between 19 to 20 years old, when I was in a very bad relationship with my previous boyfriend. Um, he sexually uh, harassed me, and I, I'm the kind of person who's who's really strong. I have a very strong personality, and at first, I was in denial that I was going through depression. I thought that it it's not real. People don't go through de- depression. But at that time, after the abuse, when I got out of the relationship, after the sexual harassment, I started to have really bad night terrors. I'd wake up 
in the middle of the night screaming, trying to hurt myself like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's really frightening to have night errors. And that was one of the the biggest, um, I, I, maybe I call side effect of my depression. I also went through um, suicidal thoughts. I, I haven't really you know, acted on the suicidal thoughts I had back then, but it was definitely on my mind. I guess my strong personality and the fact that I just gave birth to my daughter um, during those years was the one that made me strong. But after that relationship, I was in a new relationship, a much better relationship. And my my husband now um, was going through it with me during that time, which helped a lot. Um, during the depression, during that when the, the first depression I was talking about. So after I broke up with my abusive boyfriend um, and then I gave birth to my daughter, I met my husband now and he went through that with me, like he was the support system that really um, helped me through it. Were you able to see a counselor or take any medication for this? Well, nothing, nothing at all. Because here in the Philippines, we don't recognize depression as an illness or as a disease that you cure. So psychologists and psychiatrists or shrinks aren't that readily available here in the Philippines, especially like me when I, I'm in the middle class um, um, level in the society. So I don't have access to those kinds of help. So there's a working class, a middle class, and an upper class? Yeah, I mean, the working class, middle class. And the, so the upper class, they definitely have access to it because it's a bit expensive here. So us in the middle class or in the working class doesn't have that um, help available or um, we don't have the budget. Yeah, that's unfortunate um, because this podcast is based on healing mental health in different forms, one of which is medication. Uh, I think that's necessary for some of the depressions that we have. The other thing I wanted to get into was if you had any ancestry with mental illness. Um, I don't know if they were diagnosed or not, like your parents or your grandparents, aunts or uncles. Was there anyone you could think of? Um, I think my dad has, but he is a retired colonel from the army. So I don't think he admits that he has or he's going through it. So he shows signs of depression? Yes, definitely. He's very angry. He's a very angry person. Uh, and so he yells a lot? Yes. And the, the biggest sign that I saw is that he has really bad insomnia. He's up all night and then he sleeps. So it seems like you may have had undiagnosed depression, which you may have inherited, which can explain some of your issues. But uh, I wanted to get into the second story 
where your boss was abusing you? Could you go over that, please? Yes. So after that, that was in my 20s. After that, when I finally met my husband, everything was sailing. Everything was going well. Um, I wasn't going through any depression anymore. I was really happy. And then I started this new work. Um, I got promoted. And then I had a really bad boss. He's so bad. He... He shouts at he shouts at me, and the thing is, he singled me out. Um, and that's the thing. I was really good at my job. I was excelling, so I really didn't know why he was so angry at me. I couldn't figure it out. Um, the depression I went through that that time is, I had the worst bald spots. My hair was falling out. A huge bald spots. And then I had the worst heart palpitations. I asked my husband one time to bring me to the emergency room because my heart was just really beating so bad. I, I couldn't explain what's happening. And then the doctors were like, um, no, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, we don't know what you're talking about. And then I just started crying my eyes out in the emergency room and telling everybody that no one believes me. I don't know why no one believes me. And then uh, a new doctor, I guess a psychiatrist approached me and then he gave me um, anti-anxiety medicines. But he prescribed to me, told me to take it whenever I feel... Um, the heart palpitation starts. So uh, the the abuse with my boss will continue until he left. Uh, he was fired from from our company. And the funny thing is what I realized years after, maybe I think three years after he left the company, he passed away. And Someone who experienced abuse from an ex-boyfriend, someone who experienced abuse from him, went through depression and the worst anxiety that I have ever been through. The funny thing, I, I, I don't know, I can't say it's funny, but when I found out that he died, it's like this big, big, it, I was happy. I feel so bad that I was happy, but I was happy that this guy who abused me is no longer here on earth. The fact that I don't have to bump into him anytime, like, for example, when we see each other in the office, if he comes to visit, I don't have to see him again. It's like a big, a big thing, a big thing from my chest has been lifted. And it, it, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm, I feel so bad that I feel happy, but I can't deny the fact that I'm really happy that he's no longer here. I wouldn't feel too guilty about that. You went through a lot of abuse, and it's probably just a natural reaction. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Another question I wanted to get into is, were you? do you think you were abused as a child at all? If so, how? I can say it's I can say it's an abuse. It's just here in the Philippines. It's not like in the states where in you can't hit your kids or it's illegal. You can call the police anytime. It's just here in the Philippines we're used to 
the tradition wherein your parents would hit you, um, they'd shout at you, and it would be okay. You can't do anything about it because that's how that's how it is in our society where you respect your parents. If they shout at you, if they hit you, it means you did wrong. It means it's your fault. That's why they're doing this. How did they hit you? They just spanked you? Yeah, um, well, my, when I was a kid, my dad would um, use fishing rods to hit me. He would kick, would oh kick me. But the thing is, I never took it against him. Yeah, a lot of people think they can discipline their children that way. Yes, and um, we, we grew up thinking that they hit us because they love us. They're our parents. They do this to us because they love us. So I, I can say for sure that the, what I went through during my childhood affected me when I grew up. I can say it for sure, but maybe in some way it did. I think it did. Uh, I mean, usually yeah. if, you, if, if you get abused like that, you tend to get into abusive relationships, whether it's a boss or or a boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. But your present husband, he, he doesn't abuse you at all. Oh, no, he's amazing. He's the best. I'm lucky, actually. I'm very lucky. I'm very thankful to have him. But then you said recently you tried to open up a wedding planner company. Yes. And you were doing really good. And then the pandemic hit. Yes, that's correct. So ever since I was a teenager, um, my dream is really to um, be an events events coordinator mm-hmm. and an events planner. That was my job in the corporate world. So I, I worked my ass off in the corporate world to be able to save up and open my own business. So in 2017... After I was able to save up a lot of money to open my own business, I started MJ Weddings and Events. I was doing good. Um, I had so many clients. Everything was doing great for my business. 2020 was the year that we were supposed to get a profit. I was already planning everything that I was going to buy. I was going to buy a brand new service mm-hmm. for the, my business. I was going to buy new laptops for the regular employees that I was about to employ. And then March 15 was when the lockdown started here in the Philippines. So, yes. And then all the mass gatherings are prohibited. And my business thrives for mass gatherings. Oh, yeah, sure. So all my clients, the 60 clients that I have li- lined up for the year, and I was hoping to get 60 more clients for the rest of the year to close at around 120 events. All of them just disappeared in an instant. That's Some terrible. of them were canceling. Most of them were moving to 2021 or 2022. All of my income comes from my business. And I have a daughter to support. She's about to go to grade 11. And schools here in the Philippines are very expensive. Oh, you have to pay for school. Okay. I have to pay, yes. I have to pay for schools. Does your husband work? He does. He does work. But my business was earning more than um, his 8 to 5 job. So... I I was in denial at first. I, like I was hoping that 
people will still want to risk it and just go ahead and do the events, but none would. And of course, um, for the safety of everyone, none of the suppliers would also allow the events to continue. Right. So exactly. So now all of my income for the rest of the year has disappeared. I have no income up until the end of the year. That's terrible. No one knew is booking. So I went through this state wherein this was the worst thing, the, the worst low that I could have ever imagined because I finally was able to make my dream come true. I am my own boss. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to work for anyone else. And then now it just disappeared because of this pandemic this very depressing pandemic very bad yeah so i was crying i I didn't talk to my husband i locked myself in my office trying to figure out what to do and then at the end of the night i was just crying cry cry and cry until i was thinking that i just i just really want to kill myself because i feel so useless I feel so embarrassed that I don't have any income coming in. I'm not able to share in the expense, the daily expenses. I'm not able to support my employees that I hired. Right. So I feel so useless. I just wanted to die. I was thinking of hanging myself in my office, make it a bit dramatic. And maybe my husband finds me in my office and I'm just hanging there. Well, that would have been terrible for your husband. Uh, I always preach in this podcast that people should get help and avoid killing themselves uh, needlessly because it hurts your loved ones needlessly. And a lot of depressions can be helped. No matter how bad it gets, a lot of bad depressions go away by themselves. But you also have medication. That you can take so it's not as bad that's what i was thinking i was thinking also that at the end of the day i'll be so selfish just to leave everybody and i the thing with my depression also the weird thing with it is that um, my face hurts it literally really? hurts yeah. I like, never heard especially of that. my cheekbones i couldn't explain why but every day when i wake up it's so Did painful. you have other symptoms um, like anxiety and hair loss hair lo- and anxiety? What added to my anxiety is the fact it wasn't really about my work, but what added to my anxiety mm-hmm. is I was so scared to get sick. I was so scared to die alone. I was so scared that when I cough, the ambulance will take me away and then i'll never be able to say goodbye to my family uh, you, you thought you might get the virus right yes i thought i was going to get because before the lockdown i had weddings every weekend when there was already a virus going around yes so you saw a lot of people and i've been hearing a lot of my colleagues mm-hmm. my other yeah. business friends that their their employees or they're getting positive results they're going to the hospital so i was so scared that i was also going to get sick i mean that's a terrible thing and i'm glad you didn't get sick you're probably okay now i would think sometimes you don't get symptoms sometimes you get disease without the symptoms but yeah 
So what are you going to do? What What does your future look like? What are you going to do now? Right now, it's so confusing. I just really want to cry. I just really want to cry again. It's so confusing because good thing is I was able to find new work. Right. It doesn't pay well as much as the business was giving to me, but I had to swallow my pride and apply for work and then start from zero again. Start from the bottom, the lowest low in the company and just try to work my way up. Okay. You're not you're not thinking of trying to reopen the business at this point. Um, honestly speaking, I'm at the point that I'm so sad that I don't even want to face my business. That, that's it's understandable. Like I don't want I don't want to look at it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to my clients. Mm-hmm. I, it's like I just want to let go and just say goodbye. That's it. Is, is there any? I just want to. Is there any way you can get any counseling or medication now for your problem? Um, good thing that the company that I'm working on right now do have psychiatrists and psychologists and life coaches free mm-hmm. at the office. Oh, that's great. But the thing is, we're all work from home. <laughs> now you are, so, right? Yeah. We don't have access to the psychologists and psychiatrists because they're all in the office, which I don't think they're also going in because nobody is allowed to go to work. So uh, I am just really trying to hold on. Um, right now, I just want to focus on this new job that I have. The, the important thing for me right now is just to get money. Mm-hmm. I just need the money to feed my family, right. to... I have no plans of bringing my daughter to school because I don't have any money to pay for her tuition That's fee. Terrible. So, so she needs to stop for a year. I didn't know you had to pay in the Philippines. That's that's really a hard uh, hardship on on a person. Um, but well, other thing I was going to ask you was: Is your husband laid off, or is he still working? My husband is fortunately working from home as well. Okay. He just found a new online work a few days ago. Oh, great. And it's not paying as well as we hope it would, um, but I'm trying to bring him in where I'm working also. Okay. What does so he do? So hopefully he gets the job. He is um, a transcriber for... Um, I don't know if you're familiar with DoorDash. It's like a a menu. It's like Uber Eats or Postmates. So he transcribes menus from restaurants to the app. You don't think in the future you're you're gonna go back into the business? You don't think that'll ever happen, right? <sighs> Honestly, I'm just really half-hearted about it. Yeah, you can't think about it now. Um. Right now, I just want to focus with this work because there's no work up until December. My earliest um, wedding or event will be March next year. Okay. So I I just want to focus on this one. Right. And then I just told my employee that once we start preparing for the events next year, She'll be the one to focus on it, and then I'll just attend on meetings if they want to see me. Oh, you still have an employee then? She's not paid. Right, right now, yeah. Uh, right now. And she's very good. I love her because she's very mm-hmm. understanding. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so there's a chance you can get it started up again then. There is a chance, but right now, like I, I told her that we just I just want to finish all the events that are booked. And right. then once I don't want to book anyone else, I don't want to book any new clients. I just want to finish all the clients that we have, and then we'll just see from there. Okay. I mean, uh, so what do you plan to do you plan to do anything about your depression state? Like once you're allowed to go out and see doctors and stuff? I don't know where. To, well, as I mentioned, the company do have psychiatrists and psychologists available. So I'll take, um, I think I'll look into that once we go back to work, once we're allowed to go to the actual office. Mm-hmm. Um but I think I, I, with what's happening to me right now, I think I'll be really at a very low stage up until my business starts again. Right. Up until there is some light or I see some light at the end of this tunnel that I can still revive my business. But if for some sad reason that I can't really start my business again. I think it will take years before I find happiness or I find purpose and satisfaction. And you know, the other thing is I think I passed this on to my daughter. She's going through something also. She she cries a lot for no apparent reason. She locks herself in her room so what we did is we removed her from her room. Okay. Her cousin is living in her room right now and she stays with us so that we can keep an eye on her. You think she might be suicidal? Oh, yes, because she oh. hurts herself. She has cuts in her arms. What? Oh, no, she's a cutter? Yeah. A lot, mm. a lot. Oh we God. were shocked when we saw it. That's the, and you got to get her some help quickly, I think. I mean, she a, actually already approached me about um, wanting to talk to a psychiatrist. Oh, yeah, or you a should definitely, definitely do that. I mean, the, the people do is, the cutting because they, they, they ugh, have really bad depression. It's science. It's, I woke up from like, oh my God, my daughter is, there's something wrong with her. So I inquired, but it's so expensive. Um, right now my focus is just to, since I'm just at home, I just want to be with her to let her know that she's not alone. And then once I have the money for it, I'll definitely bring her to a yeah, doctor. Yeah, I, I wouldn't wait too long because, I mean, people that cut themselves are re- re- have really bad depression. They do that so um, they don't have to feel their anguish and pain. Uh, a lot of times when you cut yourself, you're, you get an adrenaline rush and the yeah. adrenaline goes into your head and you feel better. So yeah, I would address that immediately. That's very serious. I mean, I don't, I'm not an expert, but from what yeah. I've heard, uh, that's a very serious problem. Yeah. So really, um, kudos to my husband who's going through with two girls at home who are battling depression. I guess it's time to wrap up a little bit. You know, we're getting into the 30-minute time zone. Uh, is there anything else you would like to say before we finish up? Um, just advice for everybody who's listening to, the, to, the, to your podcast is that 
everyone goes through this depression. Everyone has different types of way that they they go through low points, right. especially during this lockdown. I'm sure you you a lot of people there are going through not being able to be with their family, not being able to be with their friends. So I just say hang in there okay. and meditate. Actually, that helps me a lot. Meditation. Oh, you, do, you do meditation? I do meditation. When I started with um, this depression, I found some good applications in the phone that helps with guided meditation, and it too helps me a lot. Okay, that's great. That's Gives great. me better sleep. That's great. Yeah. So that's it. That's my advice to everyone. Well, I'm sorry to hear, you know, about your daughter and and that you still yeah. have a little bit of it. Uh, I hope you can get to a psychiatrist as soon as possible to take yeah. care of those those problems because you know there is a a risk of suicide in that. That I'm sure yeah. you don't want uh, to to have to happen. So, um, uh, you you've been a very good guest. I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Um, your story was interesting, and uh, I'm I'm hoping that you do get to psychiatrists and and Thank both you. of you resolve you know your problems. You you and your daughter. Mm-hmm. Does your husband have any depression at all? Honestly, I don't know. He doesn't show any signs, but I okay. hope he doesn't because mm-hmm. we need one strong yeah. man in our family right yeah, now. That would be good, too. Yeah. All right. Um, that, that's great. So, uh, Thank you. Thank I, you so yeah. much. It's, it's yeah. such a good feeling to be able to talk about this with it, someone. Yes. And I think, you know, if you get a counselor, it'd be even better because I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a trained counselor, but uh, I just try to help people if I can. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Well, Thank you very well, much for your time care. and good luck on your podcast. Thank you very much. Take care. Since the recording of this episode a couple of months ago, I've talked to Mia. Her daughter and her are doing fine. They've moved out of Mia's father's house. I think that was helpful. I still am concerned that uh, poor countries are not receiving proper health care, and I'm not sure what we can do about that. Except spread the word, and and I hope you tell other people about this podcast, and let's try to all fight this stigma. Okay, if you need to reach me, I'm at overtherainbowbob at gmail.com. My Twitter feed is overtherainonebow, and for Instagram and Facebook, just search for OTR, Achieving Mental Health for Real. Thanks for listening. I'll I'll talk to you soon.